0: It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. Woo, made it through a weekend. Welcome in Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio. It is Monday, April 11th. Four days until your taxes are due. All right. Start the week off with a with a great, happy uplifting note. Tax day is 4 days away. So is Jackie Robinson Day. So let's you know, let's let's go half glass full here. The league always celebrates Jackie Robinson Day on April 15th. All the players will be wearing number 42. Uh so that'll be Friday. m and M hotline is open 502-384-1450, 384-1450 you'd like to join in on the conversation, the Thornton's text line is open as well at 502-414-1450. Thornton's and the Louisville Urban League are excited to present a mega hiring fair featuring multiple employers looking to hire right now. The hiring f- fair will take place this Thursday, April 14th, at the Norton Healthcare Sports and Learning Center, 3029 West Muhammad Ali Boulevard. Come out from 3 to 6 p.m. on Thursday. Don't forget your ID, your resume, on-site interviews. Job offers, management positions with competitive salaries, hourly positions ranging between $15 and $20 an hour, competitive benefits package. Don't forget, bring your identification and your resume. Earn a chance to win a $50 gift card while supplies last. Last, that's the mega hiring fair this Thursday at the Norton Healthcare Sports and Learning Center, 3029 West Muhammad Ali, from 3 to 6. Brought to you by the Louisville Urban League and our friends at Thornton's. And hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. We'll start with the Masters. I do want to get to the NBA. Frank Vogel was fired as the Lakers coach today. We thought this might happen a couple months ago. The Lakers are embarrassing. It's an embarrassing franchise right now. And I watched Winning Time, the Rise of the Lakers Dynasty, Episode 6, Last night on HBO, I'm loving this show. I know Matt Dennison talked about it uh, on the Hoosier Report before I came on. Uh, it was a slow burn at first. I didn't know if I was going to like it. They talk to the camera a lot. It's a lot of, um, you know, they, they have some shots in what looks like 8-millimeter film. Uh, John C. Riley plays Dr. Jerry Buss. Jason Siegel as uh, Paul Westhead. Uh, Tracy Letts, uh fine character actor playing Jack McKinney. Jason Clark, great Australian actor, puts on his American accent to play Jerry West. It's it's fantastic. Uh, but I started slow. I kind of built up. These last couple episodes have been great. And there's so much that I didn't know. I didn't know Jack McKinney only lasted a handful of games before he had a bicycle accident and Paul Westhead had to take over this uh, magic rookie team. Uh, the guy that plays magic is fantastic as well. But the Lakers themselves, the real Lakers, the 2022 Lakers, are embarrassing. We'll get to that. I'm looking forward to talking to talking about Frank Vogel because he got jobbed here. Bottom line. This guy won a, won a title 18 months ago in the bubble. And here we are. A year and a half later, gone. Thank you. Appreciate it. But we're going to make you the scapegoat for problems that everybody else has caused. So I'll get to that. I'll rant on that. Major League Baseball, we got one undefeated team. Tampa Bay Rays are 3-0. Now, they did play Baltimore, so they should be 3-0. But Milwaukee played the Cubs. They should be 3-0. They're 1-2. and The Braves played the Reds. They should be 4-0. They're 2-2. So we'll talk some baseball. Yankees took two out of three against the Red Sox in New York. Uh, Dwayne Haskins, Pittsburgh Steelers slash Washington commander, former Ohio State Buckeye quarterback, uh, killed on a a highway this uh, past weekend. I saw the news Saturday morning, got hit by a dump truck. Uh, I guess he was out running early in the morning, crossing a highway. Uh, Again, I don't know how many more details we're going to get here, but it's just sad news. It has nothing to do with football. It's just sad, right? He was a, a football quarterback who um, never got a chance really to start 25 years old, getting ready to turn 25, and it's just a tragic story. Very A great quarterback at Ohio State and uh, awful story. We start, though, with the Masters. Scotty Scheffler, 10 under. He double bogeyed 18 yesterday, so had a five-shot lead coming to the last hole, and all of a sudden the putter decided to mess with him a little bit. But solid performance, and you may have never heard of Scotty Scheffler before yesterday. If you're not a golf fan and you just watch the majors, you probably haven't heard of Scotty Scheffler. He was on the Ryder Cup team for the United States, uh, Texas junior golf legend. Uh, but he's number one in the world, and he was number one in the world before the Masters. Very few guys that are number one in the world win the Masters. Ian Woosnam did it. Uh, Freddie Couples did it. Tiger did it twice. Dustin Johnson did it in November of 2020. And now Scotty Scheffler wins the Masters by three strokes over Rory McElroy, who shot a 64 yesterday, including a... Chip in out of the bunker, a bunker shot that he holed out on 18 for a birdie. Um, had to punch it out away from the hole, let it run down the hill. It was an incredible shot. Now Nick Faldo took a Sir Nick Faldo, excuse me, took a lot of grief uh, because he sort of spoiled it. He let us know, and what you have to understand about golf is there are a lot of shots going on at the same time. So some of it is. Tape delayed for a few seconds, maybe a minute, maybe two minutes. You ever watching a golf tournament and you're watching the leaders, they're playing, there's, a, there's one guy's 10 under, one guy's 9 under, they're battling it out, another guy's 9 under, and you're seeing the shots. And all of a sudden they show a player that, uh, you know, is not in the running, is three over par on the 15th hole. It's a par three. And it's like, why are they showing this guy? Why are they showing this shot? Well, they're showing that shot because he's either going to put it in the hole or he's going to put it very close to the hole or he's going to shank it into the trees. something that you see when you play on Sunday. That's because that's on tape. They don't magically realize this guy's ready to hit a hole in one. That's on tape. So Rory's shot out of the bunker on 18 was on tape. And Nick Faldo who was caught up in the moment, he's in the tower at 18, so he has seen it live. They go to Jim Nance, Nick Faldo at 18, and Nick Faldo lets the cat out of the bag by saying something to the effect of, wait do you see what happens here. Oh, you're not going to believe what you see here. Something to that effect. So you know this shot is going in. Now, do I wish he hadn't said it? Yes. I'm watching the Masters. I'm enjoying the day. And I want to be surprised on all of these shots. Rory's having a great round, so it would not have been surprising if he'd have chipped it up and it had gone 20 feet past the hole. It would not have surprised me if he chipped it up and it was a tap-in for a par. But it would have surprised me that it actually went in the hole based on the difficulty of the shot and where he had to hit it to have it take a left turn and go down the hill and go into the hole. And Nick Faldo took a lot of grief on social media yesterday because he ruined that moment. That's okay. If you don't understand that part of the, a lot of these shots that you see on Sunday and Saturday are on tape delay by 30 seconds or a minute, well, that's on you. You got to know that. Now, Faldo's job is to not let you know what is getting ready, what you are getting ready to see. Sometimes you see live shots, like Tiger Woods on 17 and 18 yesterday. You're seeing all that live. But sometimes you see it on tape delay. I'm okay with that. McElroy was great. It's his best round at the Masters. The one tournament, the one Grand Slam tournament he's never won. He's never won that tournament. And he's had seven or eight tries since he last won a major Last one, since he won his third different major, I should say, he's won the Open Championship. He's won the U.S. Open. He's won the PGA Championship. And he is grinding to win a Masters. And yesterday I thought, you know what? If Scheffler fails there, if Scheffler doesn't shoot three under, if Scheffler shoots three over instead of three under, Roy McElroy is in a playoff with him. Or he's won the tournament, I should say. Three over would have won him the tournament. But Scheffler hangs on. He played great. You don't know who he is. You better get to know. He's won four of his last seven tournaments. Four of his last seven. Maybe four of his last six. In the last 57 days, that's eight weeks, he's won four tournaments. He's won $8.5 million in the last 57 days, including $2.5 million yesterday. He is right now the greatest golfer in the world. Now, he hadn't won the major till yesterday, so maybe you didn't know who he was. He won the Phoenix Open. Uh, he won the Dell Match Play. He won another tournament in there that you may or may not have heard of. But he's good. And he's 25 years old. Um, And personality-wise, he's not the kind of guy that CBS or the Golf Channel is going to be excited about winning tournaments. Well, you know, played pretty good. Hit the ball where I wanted. Knew I only needed a six-putt there on 18. All glory to God. A very religious young man. Very religious young man but he's not the kind of guy that they're going to that that you're going to see on good morning america. And maybe he was on good morning america this morning and I just wasn't out of bed early enough to see it. But he's not a guy that TV producers are really trying hard to get an interview with because he's not that exciting. He just goes about his business, does his job and right now he's doing it better than any anybody else in the world. Cameron Smith shot a 73. He was three back going into Sunday. Uh, the Australian birdied the first two holes to get within one shot of Scheffler, and you thought, okay, it's on now. Now it's on. And in the third hole, par par four, short par four, both guys hit the ball well left of the green. Both guys take relief from obstructions. Both guys hit bad chip shots. That come up short of the green and roll back down the hill, so they're there right next to each other in two. And then Scotty Scheffler somehow chips it in for a birdie. Cameron Smith chips it over the past the hole about twenty feet, misses the comeback, he bogeys, and all of a sudden that three-shot lead at the beginning of the round is back to being a three-shot lead, and Scheffler basically coasted from there. Cam Smith did birdie eleven; he got within a couple of shots again at one point. But on 12, he put it in Ray's Creek, the par three. Um, Rich Lerner of the Golf Channel last night called it the prettiest cemetery in the world, the 12th hole at Augusta. And that's a great description because a lot of guys' hopes are buried right there. So Jordan Spieth a few years ago hit a couple into Ray's Creek. It happens every year. It happens every year. Someone told the story this week of a player that had four iron because of the wind, hit it over everything, including the bushes, including the trees, onto another hole, had to take, you know, the ball was out of bounds, had to hit another one from the tee, same club, put it 12 feet because of the winds, because you're in a vacuum down there. It is an incredibly difficult hole. And you have to have your wits about you. At that point, Cameron Smith is thinking, i got to put one in birdie range. That's not how you can think at number 12. You have to go left of the water, left of the bunker, give yourself a 40-foot putt, maybe even be on the fringe, give yourself a chip, and take your three and get out of there. Cam Smith didn't do that. His uh, third shot from the drop area went over the green. He finished with a six. And that was it for Cam Smith. And it was a coronation for Scotty Scheffler, who played a great four days of golf. He was in the final group on Friday. So he was in the final group all three days. He was great. Uh, A lot was taken away from Scotty Scheffler because Tiger Woods made the weekend. And I said this Friday, I hope he makes the weekend. I just hope he gets to the weekend because that feels like a win. After hearing Tiger Woods talk after the round yesterday, I think he felt like it was a win just because he played. Even if he hadn't played the weekend. Even if he had not played the weekend, I think Tiger Woods was satisfied that he was able to hit good shots on Thursday and Friday, walk an unbelievably undulating course, very difficult walk. In fact, there's a book out John Feinstein wrote called A Good Walk Spoiled about Augusta and how difficult it is to walk just up and down the fairways because everything is either straight downhill or straight uphill or on a side hill. There are no flat lands. At Augusta. But Tiger shot 78 on Saturday, maybe 78 again yesterday. Finished double digits over par. But that wasn't the story. And he's already committed to playing in the Open Championship at St. Andrews, which is a flat course. It's a flat course. He is going to play in the British Open. Uh, And ABC or ESPN, whoever's got that one, I'm sure they're excited to hear it because TV ratings come with Tiger Woods. It's a story. It's a redemption story. It's a recovery story. It's a how in the world is he here 14 months after that wreck story. And yeah, it takes a little away from Scotty Scheffler. I'm sure Scheffler doesn't care. He doesn't seem like a guy that really wants to garner a whole lot of attention. He just wants to play golf and eat whatever he's eating there. I, I, he's always chewing on something. I don't know if he's got gum going, a little dip, maybe, a little uh, chewing tobacco. Maybe sunflower seeds. I don't know what he's got going, but it seems like after every shot, Scotty Shuffler just starts chewing on something. Maybe he's just got a piece of plastic in there he chews on. I don't know. But he doesn't care about the attention. He doesn't want the attention. He just wants to go out and win golf tournaments. And there's something to be said for that. But the story, again, was Tiger. Tiger was great just by playing. And you could tell gradually, as that, and I watched all four days, the limp got worse each day. And yesterday it got worse each hole. It's like you're just trying to get to the end of something, right? You're just trying to reach the final the final bell. You know, uh, how many more holes do we have? Four? Okay. One of them is a part three. Okay, that's good. How many more hills do I have? Well, I got to go. Got to go down the hill on 17. They got to go back up the hill on 18. Oh, man. And the limp said a lot. Even yesterday, between the 10th hole and the 18th hole, it got a lot worse. He is going to rest a lot in the next week. I would say you can get on that private plane last night, get that leg up, put some ice on it, and maybe you don't even want to get off that private plane. You know what? Let's just fly around for a while. Feeling pretty comfortable here. But you could tell he was in pain. He said as much after the round that he's always in pain. It's always pain now. And when he was asked what was harder playing this week or playing on the broken leg in the U.S. Open that he, by the way, won, he said, oh, this is much more difficult. That was nothing. That was a broken leg. That was no big deal. This is pain throughout the night, throughout the day. Wake up in pain, go to sleep in pain. That's a great story. It's a great story, and that's what we look for. We look for the great story. Scotty Scheffler is a great story. Tiger Woods was a great story. And now I start trying to figure out who I'm going to bet on next year. I told you who my golfers I bet on this year were. I bet on Tiger Woods because I didn't want to be the one guy that didn't if he wanted at 40 to 1. I bet on Justin Thomas. Once again, his putter let him down. And I bet on Cameron Smith. And I had a shot. Cameron Smith's going to win a major. He's probably the next guy that hasn't won a major that will win a major. Don't know when, don't know where. He always plays well in the, uh, in the Masters. This is his fourth top ten finish in seven attempts at Augusta. So he's going to win one, maybe Augusta, maybe another major. Too talented not to. All right, let's take a break. NBA playoffs are getting ready to get underway. You may not be excited, but I am. First week of Major League Baseball is in the books. Interesting day at Patterson Stadium yesterday. We'll talk about that. And uh, Frank Vogel out as coach of the Los Angeles Lakers. I don't think Frank Vogel's the guy you blame here. You're listening to Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back, Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage, John Spears in studio. Eminem Cartage Highline is still open, 502-384-1450. To join in on the conversation, 384-1450. Thornton's text line open as well, 502-414-1450. Get your text into that, into the show at that number, 414-1450. The uh, Big X golf Card is ready. It features Chariot Run, Oak Capital Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View, and Christmas Lake in Santa Claus, Indiana. You play these great courses for under $25 around with the 2022 Big X Sports Radio Golf Cart. Get yours today at bigxsportsradio.com or call 812 725 1457. Play Chariot Run, Old Capital Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View, and Christmas Lake under $25 around, cart included. Get yours today because supplies are limited. Interesting uh, afternoon at Patterson Stadium yesterday home of the Louisville baseball team, Louisville Cardinal baseball team, who, by the way, are ranked ninth in the new D1 baseball poll. They took two out of three from North Carolina this weekend at home. Uh, It took a while to finish the game yesterday, though. There was a bomb threat called into Patterson Stadium yesterday. It was evacuated. The teams were uh, sent off. The fans were sent away. Now they came back, and uh, wouldn't you know it, Carolina scored three runs in the ninth to send it to extra innings. Cards won it in the 14th. But uh, scary, scary moment yesterday. Scary moments yesterday at, at Jim Patterson Stadium. Um, You know, I don't know what motivates people to do things, do certain things. But uh, I certainly hope they find out who did it, why they did it, and do what they need to do to uh, – I don't know if prosecute's the right word, but uh, for this not to happen again, discourage this kind of thing because that uh, was crazy. The new baseball poll, however, has Louisville at number nine in the country. Tennessee is first. Tennessee's 11-0 and in Southeastern Conference play. 11-0. and Miami is second. Oregon State third. Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, Arkansas are the next three and followed by Texas, Virginia, Louisville, and Notre Dame, also in the ACC. Those are your top ten in D1Baseball.com, the D1 Baseball rankings. Let's go to the m M&M and hotline. I know he was watching the game yesterday. Tony Burke, uh, you didn't you uh, have anything to do with that, did you?
1: Well, I, that's why I was calling. I, I, I was on the Alexa here, so I was a little behind you were talking about it, so I'm not sure exactly what you talked about, but – you know, John, yesterday I was watching the Masters, and I, I had the Louisville. I tried to get the Louisville game on the other television. It kept coming up. Game not started or in progress or something. Couldn't figure it out. And like you said, I saw the, the bomb threat thing. So they didn't let anybody back in the rest of the day. Right? Fans started standing down the left field line, watching the game as the game went on. And the cra- there's a couple crazy things that happened. Did you explain everything that happened in the game? I, I uh,
0: no, but let no. me ask you this, though. If you're a fan, Tony – and they tell you the police tell you get out of here, go home. Are you standing down the left field line watching the rest of the game? I don't care if you got the all clear or not.
1: Are you are you hanging well, out watching
0: it, the game down the left field line?
1: Because I'm not. I'm gonna go home. Now here, here's what they said. There was about two or three people standing down there, and as the game kept going on, people kept congregating down the left field line where they could still kind of see. So it ended up picking up and, and Little's got a you know a five to one, they're down five to one yeah. in the bottom of the ninth. Okay. And they scored four runs. So I had the game goes with an extra. Carolina night. came back. No, Louisville, no, Louisville came back. Up.
0: Louisville came back bottom of the ninth, right?
1: Bottom of the ninth. Okay. Scored right. four runs and had a runner thrown out at home. So they, after they've already had this long delay, it's already whatever, seven o'clock or whatever it is on a one o'clock game. So the game ends up going 14 innings. Louisville gets a hit to win it. Humphrey gets a hit. But here's the crazy thing, too. The North Carolina women were in town to play softball against L, and they played early in the day, and they were both on a charter plane. And the women left. They showed a Twitter feed (laughs) on the game, Jody Demling and them did, that showed the North Carolina women getting on the plane to go back. (laughs) back. So they left the baseball uh, team here. Chapel Hill. Yeah, so I don't know what happened to them, but that game ended at almost 8.30 last night. The game started at 1 o'clock, so those people were out there all day. And North Carolina thinks the game's over, they're going home, and they give up four runs, and then they lose in the bottom of the 14th. It's Crazy.
0: A, it's a good, you've seen a lot. This is a good Louisville team. This is an unexpectedly good Louisville baseball team.
1: Yeah, better than I think they thought. Offensively, it's a lot better. Their pitching still has to get better, but offensively it's become a team that's become really uh, – Plays really well, and it, so you know that always gives you a chance when you can score runs. But I just wanted to elaborate on that. That was the craziest thing I've ever seen yesterday. And can you imagine being a North Carolina player and you're still here at like eight forty-five, and you were playing at one o'clock?
0: the charter plane? So maybe that they maybe they took the women's softball team home and just flew back and got them. Uh, that'd be my guess. That's
1: what that's what they were talking about on the game. Maybe they were doing that too. So it was just a crazy day so uh, I was just gonna throw that in there and no and I'll mean, a couple of quick things and I'll get off here sure Frank vogel should not take that
0: yeah front I'm gonna talk of what's about that.
1: going on and uh all the you know me and you were calling for Cam. Smith yes we he were kind of let us down <laughs> yeah thank but you buddy I'll let you get back to it i'll let you get back John. have a good day appreciate
0: the call yeah cam let us down look it's fun i I look I bet three golfers in a major, and none of them made the cut, which makes it not nearly as fun to watch on the weekend. So, I mean, I was just happy. At least I had a couple guys at least make – they all made the cut. Tiger made the cut as well. Um, But, you know, I had Justin Thomas. He was in it for a while, and Cam Smith, you know, until 12, I thought I had a shot. Not Not a great shot, but thought I had a shot to win it there. And Cam kind of fell off the rails after that. After he put it in the water in Ray's Creek, he hit one left on 13. He hit one left on 40. He struggled the rest of the way in. Um, So Frank Vogel fired by the the, uh, Lakers today, not the Dodgers, by the Lakers today, the uh, head coach. He won a title with the Lakers and LeBron and Anthony Davis back in 2019 in the bubble, November uh, 2020, excuse me, in the bubble. Um, 18 months ago, basically. The Lakers won the championship. They played defense. They played defense. They were the first or second rated defense in the league that season. Now they're in the high 20s because that team plays no defense. I should say played because they're one of the few teams that didn't make the playoffs. 20 teams make the playoffs now which means 10 teams do not. It is harder to not make the playoffs than it is to make the playoffs in the NBA now. You got 30 teams, 20 of them make the playoffs. And the Lakers couldn't do it with a roster that included LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony, Dwight Howard, Malik Monk, couldn't make the playoffs because they don't play defense. And Frank Vogel did not construct this roster. He loved the roster that he had with Contavious Caldwell-Pope and Alex Caruso and Kyle Kuzma, guys that would get down and dirty and play defense. Carmelo's not guarding anybody. LeBron's not guarding anybody. He tries, but he's, he's not guarding anybody anymore. Anthony Davis is always hurt. Charles Barkley called him said his nickname should be street clothes which is a shot but it's actually it's accurate Russell Westbrook is as, as energetic as he plays he can't shoot and he doesn't play much defense This came down to we traded a bunch of guys that could play defense for old guys that LeBron wants to play with he wants to play with veterans but those guys can't play any defense and this is what happens. You go 33-49, and 49 and you miss the playoffs. And Frank Vogel gets the blame. A guy that helped win you a title gets the blame. LeBron wanted Russell Westbrook in there. He didn't want Buddy Heald. He didn't want DeMar DeRozan. He wanted Russell Westbrook. I know it's revisionist history now, but you would take DeMar DeRozan or Buddy Heald over Russell Westbrook right now, any day of the week. Right now. Because both of those guys can shoot. DeRozan plays really terrific defense. And Buddy Heald, eh, I don't know how much defense he plays. But he's a threat to score from outside, and Russell Westbrook certainly is not that. But LeBron James wanted Russell Westbrook. Here are the people to blame in Los Angeles before you blame Frank Vogel. One, LeBron James. Because let's be honest, he constructed that roster. It was his idea to bring in Dwight Howard. It was his idea to bring in Carmelo Anthony. It was his idea for sure to bring in Russell Westbrook. Lay the blame, number two, on Rob Palenka, the GM slash president, because he allowed LeBron to construct the roster. You're the GM. He's the player. He can come to you with 50 different suggestions. You don't have to listen to any of them. You're the general manager. You're in charge of the roster. You're in charge of player personnel. You could look at LeBron and say, look, I'm not bringing Russell Westbrook in here. I'm not trading Alex Caruso or Contavious Caldwell-Pope or Kyle Kuzma. Those guys play defense. I'm not bringing Carmelo Anthony in. He, He hasn't stuck anywhere in the last few years. I'm not bringing Dwight Howard in. He's old. But you didn't do that. You said, yes, LeBron. Sure, LeBron. Whatever you need, LeBron. Whatever you want, LeBron. So LeBron's to blame. Rob Palenka should lose his job before Frank Vogel. And Jeannie Buss is to blame. I mean, she's in charge of the whole thing. We got to keep LeBron happy. Why? He's won you a title. And he was really good this year when he played. He was really good offensively. And now you have to ask, what do you do with Anthony Davis? He can't stay healthy. He played 40 games this year out of 82. You know what Russell Westbrook did do? He played 78 games. They might not have played great. He's not a triple-double machine anymore. But he wasn't hurt. He didn't do load management. Played 78 out of 82 games. LeBron played 64. Now he had the ankle injury. Nothing you can do when you're injured. That's how it is. Anthony Davis played 40. He's always injured. You you know who else was injured this year? Golden State was injured. Steph Curry was injured. Klay Thompson wasn't available for a long time because of the injury hangover from last year. They didn't have uh, James Wiseman all year long, one of their young up-and-coming stars. Draymond Green missed considerable time with an injury. Warriors won 53 games. They had just as many injuries, maybe more, than the Lakers did. And now the playoffs are set. The play-in games uh, start tomorrow. Uh, The 7-8 matchups are tomorrow. In the East, Cleveland is at Brooklyn. Brooklyn's an 8.5-point favorite. And the Clippers are in Minnesota. The T-Wolves are 2.5-point favorites. Then Wednesday you got the nine ten matchups, Charlotte at Atlanta, Hawks are four and a half, and San Antonio at New Orleans, the Pelicans are five point favorites. San Antonio's in the playoffs. They're thirty four and forty eight. I know that Tony Burke's probably still listening. This this really bugs him. How can you be thirty four and forty eight and be in the playoffs? The Lakers actually missed the playoffs by a game. They missed by one game of getting into the playoffs <laughs> with 33 wins. Um, and here's the format. Now, it's, it's a little complicated, and I'm not sure I'm going to get it completely right. The 7-8 and eight play tonight in both, both conferences. Whoever wins that game is in. That's it. They're in the playoffs. Whoever loses is still alive. Wednesday, the 9 seeds play the 10 seeds. The loser is out, period. The survivor of the 9-10 game then has to beat the survivor of the 7-8 game. The loser of the 7-8 game has to beat them twice. And then whoever survives is in the playoffs. I'll give you who I think is going to go to the finals after the break. You're listening to Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back, Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Final segment of this Monday. Eminem Cartage Hotline is open, 384 1450. You have uh, something to add to the conversation, 384 1450. Thornton's text line open as well, 414 1450. Don't forget, Thornton's and the Louisville Urban League are excited to present a mega hiring fair featuring multiple employers looking to hire right now. The hiring fair will take place this Thursday, April 14th. From 3 to 6 p.m. at the Norton Healthcare Sports and Learning Center, 3029 West Muhammad Ali Boulevard. On-site interviews, job offers, management positions with competitive salaries, hourly positions ranging from $15 to $20 an hour, competitive benefits packages, earn a chance to win a $50 gift card while supplies last. So just bring your ID and your resume this Thursday, April 14th, from 3 to 6 p.m. to the Norton Healthcare Sports and Learning Center, 3029 West Muhammad Ali Boulevard. Mega Hiring Fair presented by the Louisville Urban League and our friends at Thornton's. And don't forget to hit hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. NBA starts tomorrow night with the play-in games. Uh, Cleveland, Brooklyn, and Clippers, Minnesota tomorrow. Wednesday, it's Charlotte against Atlanta, San Antonio at New Orleans. Uh, those games on TNT, and I'll uh, as I like to do, I'll always I'll make some picks tomorrow and Wednesday on those games. Why not? You know, I'm, I've had a decent year. I wish I kept track of it. I I, I try to at the beginning of football season say, you know what, I'm going to keep track of all this, and you know, first week you go six and six and six, or or three and three, and then and then four and two, and then you go one and five, and all of a sudden I don't have everything written down, so. Uh, we'll try again next year. Why not? Uh, but we'll have some picks tomorrow. The uh matchups are set for some of the games. The Heat got the number one seed in the East, the Miami Heat. They're fifty three and twenty-nine. Um Celtics got the three seed, I believe. I, I, yeah, the, the Milwaukee's the uh two seed. I still think the Bucks are gonna win the East. Um, and I still think the Suns are going to win the West. I think we're going to have a rematch of last year's finals, won by Milwaukee, four games to two. Um, Giannis and the Bucks have been playing well lately. Uh, the Suns have won 64 games? Yeah, 64-18. and 18. They've been the best team in the league all year long. Uh, even that stretch of the season when they were without Chris Paul, they played well. Uh, I just think those are the two best teams. Now the Heat are the number one seed, Bucks number two. The Celtics are the three. They'll play the Bulls, I believe. I heard, for some reason, I, I heard I feel like the Celtics are the two seed. Both the Celtics and Bucks are fifty-one and thirty-one, so maybe the Celtics are the two seed, and then the Bucks would play the Bulls. Sixers will play the Raptors. That's the four-five matchup. That's a great matchup. And by the way, Brooklyn announced yesterday that uh, Ben Simmons may play at some point in the postseason. He hasn't played all year, got traded from Philly to Brooklyn in the middle of the season. Um, He's got a bad back. He's got, uh, he had some mental issues in Philadelphia. Maybe those have cleared up now that he's in Brooklyn, but he's still got the bad back. And There's such a thing as upsetting team chemistry. If you bring Ben Simmons into play now, he has to understand that, look, you're a pick-and-roll guy and play defense. That's what you're going to do. You can't upset the apple cart here. I mean, Brooklyn's probably going to win that game tomorrow night against Cleveland. If they do, they're going to be the seven seed, and they'll play the two seed, which I think is Boston. Boston's got a shot here. Boston's been great the last half of the season. I mean, they've been great. Seven, they've won seven of their last ten. When you're fighting for playoff position, the question is, do you really want to play Brooklyn? You really want to play Kyrie, who, by the way, can play everywhere now except Toronto? Yeah, Kyrie, Kevin Durant, Seth Curry. Do they add Ben Simmons for the playoffs? That's a tough matchup if you're Boston. But Boston's been great. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are a two headed monster. They're a two headed monster. Al Horford has helped. The bench has been good. Daniel Tice, the big, the big uh center, has played well. But I still think Milwaukee's the team in the in the East. Milwaukee is Fantastic. By the way, Drew Holiday played yesterday. I don't know if you saw this. He, had a, he has an appearance clause in his contract. If he plays in a certain number of games, he gets $225,000 bonus. So he needed to play in one more game. Yesterday, Drew Holiday checks into the game for the Bucks. He commits a foul, and he checks out of the game. And that is the entire appearance for Drew Holiday yesterday. And his teammates on the bench were just laughing their heads off. Milwaukee lost to Cleveland 133-115 to 115 yesterday. Didn't matter. But, uh, and maybe they, look, keep this in mind. They're, they got the same record as Boston. Boston won yesterday. They blew out Memphis 139-110. to 110. Milwaukee lost yesterday. They got the same record. Do Milwaukee not want to play Brooklyn? Because I think Boston's a two-seed here. They're going to get Brooklyn in all likelihood. If Brooklyn beats Cleveland tomorrow, they're the seventh seed in the playoffs. They get Boston. And Kyrie can play in Boston as well as in Brooklyn. It's very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, the West, 4-5 matchup is Dallas and the Jazz. Luka Doncic in yesterday's game, they beat San Antonio 130-120, to 120, but Luka strained his calf yesterday. Now, they don't have to play until the weekend at the earliest. Maybe Dallas doesn't play until next week, but Dallas will match up with the Utah Jazz. Uh, a Jazz team that feels like they underachieved this year to be the 5 seed. We expected a little more out of both Denver and Utah this year. They're the 6 and the 5 respectively. Denver will play Golden State. That's a great matchup. Now Steph Curry's still hurt. We don't know when he's going to play. He'll he'll play at some point in the playoffs. Uh and probably in this Denver series at some point he'll he'll make an appearance. But With him being hurt, that's not good if you're Golden State. The Warriors have limped to the finish line. They still won 53 games. Uh, Won six of their last ten. But they were not impressive. They beat New Orleans yesterday. They beat uh, San Antonio Saturday night. So they won their last two heading into the playoffs. That's a great matchup. You got the guy that's probably going to be the MVP for the second year in a row, Nikola Jokic. Denver again didn't have Jamal Murray all year. They haven't had Jamal Murray all year long. Not going to have him in the playoffs. Uh, Denver Golden State. That's I think that's must see. Memphis will wait for the seven seed. Uh, Minnesota has the the uh, I guess stranglehold on the seven seed. All they have to do is win a home game against the Clippers on Wednesday night to get the seven seed. Or the Clippers are going to be this. One of those two teams is going to be the seven, taking on Memphis. Uh, earlier in the season, a couple of months ago, I made a couple of bets to win it all. I bet Boston, because I'm a Celtic fan, got great odds, thought they had no chance, and now here they are, the 2-seed in the East. And I bet Memphis. At the time, Memphis was the 3-seed. They've since moved ahead of, of uh, Golden State. I really like this Memphis team. Ja Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr., Desmond Bain—they are fun to watch, and they can play. They can score with anybody. They can score with anybody. Put 141 on New Orleans on Saturday. 141, and not in overtime either. Go, uh, Memphis was 56 and 26. In the regular season. That's the second best record in the league. Only behind Phoenix. Really like this Memphis team. And got decent odds because at the time, as I mentioned, they were the third uh, in the third spot in the West, just barely ahead of Dallas. Now they're two seed. They'll probably get the, the Timberwolves, maybe the Clippers. The question is, can anybody beat the Suns? 64-18. That's a terrific Suns team. All right, uh, I'll give you a couple winners tomorrow night. Got to, got to study a little bit on it. Cleveland's without Evan Mobley, and that's huge. That's huge. He got hurt late in the year. I don't know if he's going to play tomorrow or not in Brooklyn. If he plays, I give Cleveland a puncher's chance because Darius Garland's really good. Kevin Love's a solid veteran. But they need that inside presence of Evan Mobley. And they got to figure out a way to slow down Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. And that's a tall task. And then uh, Clippers-Minnesota, give you a winner there. Minnesota's two-and-a-half-point favorites there. Brooklyn is a solid eight-and-a-half-point favorite against the Cavaliers. All right, baseball. I mentioned earlier Tampa Bay is the only unbeaten team in Major League Baseball that's because they played the Baltimore Orioles I think Tony had the Orioles over under win at 62 uh which means Vegas is predicting Baltimore to go 62 wins 100 losses it's just a bad team Tampa Bay beat them two to one five to three and eight to nothing yesterday uh the Reds look I I don't know if Ed's listening or not I know he's a Reds apologist Nobody thinks the Reds are going to be any good. Nick Castellanos hit a home run in his first plate appearance with the Phillies. Suarez and uh, Winker are in Seattle now. Tucker Barnhart's gone. You you got Joey Votto and you got Jonathan India, rookie of the year last year. After that, you're just putting a bunch of guys out there that either you haven't heard of or that uh, they just don't make the needle move. Mike Moustakas um you know Kyle Farmer Nick Senzel I'm putting guys out there I don't have a lot of trust in but the Reds went out and beat the Braves 2 out of 4 this weekend and the Braves were celebrating right they had they had put the flag up of uh, hang the banner Thursday they had give out the ring Saturday you know Braves were just celebrating last year's World Series victory and in the meantime, Cincinnati went 2-2 two and two against them. 2-2. Two and two. You'll take that if you're a Reds fan. You'll take that. Reds are off today. Um, Cubs took 2 out of 3 from Milwaukee. I didn't see that coming. Colorado took 2 out of 3 from the Dodgers. I didn't see that coming. Baseball. I love it. Uh, Kentucky spring game the other day was, uh, I don't know, 35 degrees, snow. Yep. That's why I love football in April. All right. Be back tomorrow. We'll talk about uh, more Major League Baseball, get set for the NBA playoffs. Very excited about that. Maybe I'll have a special guest as well. Thanks for listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X.